Welcome to the Walking Down Main Street podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Coasters and Castles Travel. Coasters and Castles Travel has travel advisors in more than 35 states. We call our travel advisors vacation specialists. Our advisors can have specialties from theme park travel, ocean and river cruises, and all-inclusive resort travel. Our advisors travel frequently to better get to know the destinations our guests would like to travel to and regularly keep up with destination training. Our advisors do not charge a planning fee, so it costs our clients no more to book with us than it would to book direct with the supplier. For more information, go to www.travelcnc.com. That's T-R-A-V-E-L-C-N-C.com for a no-cost, no-obligation quote. We can also be reached by phone at 844-422-8785. Let me introduce everyone. I am Lynn McAlini, co-owner of Coasters and Castles Travel. We also have April Botta, co-owner of Coasters and Castles Travel. Hi, everyone. So excited to be talking travel with you. And then we are also joined by Whitney Maddox. She is a senior vacation specialist with Coasters and Castles Travel. Hello, friends. We will be bringing you an episode each week. We will have topics related to Disney destinations, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, cruising, and fun and sun vacations. We love travel and want to share our experiences with you. Welcome back to the Walking Down Main Street podcast. And we do want to thank you for your likes, shares, and subscriptions on the podcast, as well as your views, likes, shares, subscriptions on the YouTube channel. And just a reminder that the YouTube channel does have some vlogs, as well as a select number of the podcasts that are on there as well. Uh, so tonight, we're actually going to be just April and myself again. And we're going to be talking about our recent trip to Walt Disney World uh, during the holidays. Um so, uh, April, why don't you go ahead and get started with your impressions? Okay. So, we were there last week, uh, which will be two weeks prior to this being uh, available. And so, on the first day, we went to Epcot. And right now, they have the Taste of Epcot International, no, Taste of Epcot Festival of the Holidays. Um, it's It's a mouthful. They, they call it a taste of because it's not the full festival experience. There is no candlelight processional right now. So that's a big difference in Epcot. They do have the food booths, but it, it's, it's a little bit less of what it normally is. So you don't have quite the same experience, but it, you know, you still have the decorations. They do not have the storytellers in each of the countries doing performances. So that's one thing that I missed being there. But it was still nice to be there and you see, you see some of the decorations in the countries and the booths, although we didn't do a whole heck of a lot of the booths, but we did see some of like the cookie stroll. Every year they do a cookie stroll, which you can buy five, any number of the five specific listed cookies. And one of my favorite is the black and white cookie and that I have to buy lots of. And so you can buy one of those, you can buy one of each of the cookies, or you could buy, you know, five of the same cookie. In any which case, if it's any of the five in whatever quantity, then you can go and get a free peppermint cookie. So we haven't completed that. So we didn't get our free completer cookie, but they are still doing that this year as they have done in previous years. So 
I think, you know, Epcot was a lot of fun. And I mean, it's my favorite park anyway, so I really enjoyed it. And I think my favorite thing in Epcot was in the land pavilion, they have the Living with the Land ride, which I've talked about before is very nostalgic for me um, because of riding with my grandfather and him loving gardening. But last year they did this and I wasn't able to see it last year. And this year you're doing it again where they have uh, lights, Christmas lights in the greenhouses. And I really loved it. I loved the extra decorations. You know, once the sun sets and it's dark enough, they have the ride. So, you know, there there's light, you know, a little bit of illumination in the greenhouses. And then you do have all the Christmas lights. And it was fabulous. I really, really enjoyed that. And that really made it special. So I think that's a nice touch and really creative. That was probably the my favorite part of Epcot was uh, the, the land. Um, and we actually went through it twice. We went through during the day and then we went back in the evening and went through when it was, was um, a little bit darker so we could actually see the illumination of the Christmas lights. So I definitely really appreciated that. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I didn't realize I had forgotten about it and I didn't see any news about it. So I was glad that we had written it during the day to see that they were doing that. So I'm like, I need to come back here at night. <laughs> that became the top priority. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then uh, we did not do Hollywood Studios uh, just because we really only had three days available to us. Um, we did do a day at Magic Kingdom and um, they are doing casual projects castle projections there every 15 minutes they'll have a different design that goes up now i don't remember what time they started them um they think they started them actually before we got back into the park um but we were surprised to see that there was a quick spurt of fireworks at the start of each design so i did get a couple of really cool pictures of that that i really loved um and I even posted one to um, to my personal Facebook account um, because I just was so excited to see some form of, of fireworks. And it was one of those starburst ones that, you know, just kind of almost flares out from the castle. So I got a really good picture for that one there. Um, and then, um, you know, I I felt like the, the, the decorations were definitely toned down a bit than what I remember seeing in other times of a year, other years when I've been down there. Um, and that could be you know, not having as many cast members. Um, also the expense of putting them all up when they have such low capacities right now. Um, I was kind of hoping they might, even though I can't stand it, I was hoping they might do the snow on main street, just kind of as a, a little notion to something a little bit more normal, but yeah, they didn't I was that. surprised that they didn't honestly, because I don't think that would have necessarily made people gather more as a crowd, you know, to have every so often, you know, when the, as the castle's doing projections, you have a little bit of snow on main street, but yeah, that was a disappointment. But it could be just the cost though. Could be, you, you know, know I, everybody's sure pinching, reason. pinching pennies right now mm-hmm. um, to try and get through this, this pandemic. So, um, and then we did go to um, animal kingdom the next morning. Um, animal kingdom was very busy, very, very busy. In fact, the only attraction we did was the safari. Yes. Um, because everything else, the lines were well over an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, April and I live in New England. She's in Massachusetts. I'm in Rhode Island. And we are required to either get a COVID test prior to coming back within 72 hours or um, when we get back or you have to quarantine for 14 days. So we both did go to the 
the testing site off main gate. And, um, there was probably like a 20 minute wait there that day. Um, and we did both states do require the PCR test. So we chose to get just the PCR test and not the rapid test. Um, so we were able to, to get that when we got home and, um, you know, yet another instance of us going down and we were clear. So I was happy with that. Absolutely. Um, and then you spent some time over at Disney Springs. Why don't you talk about that? All right. Well, in Disney Springs, one of the big points for going over there, I mean, I love the decorations and of course I love shopping, but they have the uh, Christmas tree stroll again this year. So in previous years, they would have it uh, toward the back of Disney Springs near the walkway that goes from Disney Springs to Saratoga Springs, the resort. And because of COVID this year, they have the Christmas trees spread out really from Cirque du Soleil all the way down to Once Upon a Toy. And there were 13 trees. I think I'm remembering that correct. 13 or 16 trees. I apologize. I may not be remembering. And so they have a free map that you go and pick up and you can walk along and see the tree. And they're, they're not hidden. I mean, they're, they're out in plain sight. So it's very obvious that these are the trees. And each one is themed. Like one of my favorite ones, of course, is the Haunted Mansion one, which I did see previously in um, the Christmas tree stroll last year. And then they had really one neat one that was um, representing all four parks that I liked. But they had Frozen, Mulan, Toy Story, Star Wars, and I'm not remembering all the themes, but they had quite a few. And again, you walk really the extent of Disney Springs. And then there are four locations that once you've seen all the trees and you put a sticker on the map showing that you've seen the tree, then you go to one of these four locations to show that you've completed it. And then you get a free button pin. So, I mean, I love these little things. I always do the scavenger hunts anyway. Um, even when they cost money. So this was just a free little thing. I saw several people doing it too. Lots of families with kids that were doing and I, and now it is exciting thing because not all kids want to go shopping. And so it's a little fun activity. It's a Disney activity. You get a, a little souvenir that's free. And, you know, it took me probably just under an hour, but I was briskly walking through it. So I wasn't really taking my time. And I did video and took pictures of all the trees just to see them and keep them. And I'll be posting a vlog about it, but I, I really enjoyed it. So, and then you get to see the Christmas decorations along the way and you can do this, whether it's daytime or nighttime, because it is fairly um, decently lit, but I was there in the afternoon. So it, it was a nice little adventure and um, to walk around and it did bring you through um, town center and then, as I said, up I started um, down the end by the movie theater, so by Cirque du Soleil, and then ended up down by Co-op and Once Upon a Toy. That was the final tree down that end. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing it. And I would definitely recommend it if you're going to be in the area and you have a little free time and maybe want to get out of kind of the park craziness for a little bit. Um, definitely check it out. One of the... the, the Interesting things, of course, we were down there in December, and, and December is one of those months in Florida that you never know what the weather's going to be like. Uh, there could be times when it's 80s, 90s, and there's times when it's 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And so it was definitely a little chilly in the evenings um, for, I would say, the majority of our trip. Um, some days were warmer than others. There were a couple of days when we actually had to wear, you know, full coats and, or you didn't, you had to fleece with you, but. You definitely had to dress warmer. Um, and uh, so we actually stayed at Art of Animation in the Little Mermaid Rooms. And I can tell you that when you're taking the Skyliner from there, it can be quite chilly uh -huh. in the Skyliner 
So that is something to keep in mind. Um, and uh, so I think you want to make sure you're prepared for that. If you are going down this time of year, even in January, February, because that can be chillier times. If you're staying at a resort that you think you'll be using the Skyliner, keep in mind of that. The other thing we did see is there were signs up that saying due to the park volumes, they were going to have buses available for Epcot. So um, we did see that we did end up in some long lines, both going to Epcot in the morning and then coming back from Epcot. We're like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, we were at Epcot and, you know, we're not much lines getting into the Skyliner. And then we get to the hub at um, Caribbean Beach and there was quite a long line. Uh And, And of course, that time it's night. We're tired. Our feet hurt. We're cold. Uh, just really wanted onto that. And uh, and we got to see them putting down the little strips, which was really cool, actually. That was earlier in the day, but the little strips that tell you where to stand. So they put the strip down on the pavement, and then they use a blowtorch to heat it up. And we did see them. They were literally measuring between all different angles, you know, front, side, back, forward, everywhere, uh, to make sure that it was six feet. So they were using a tape measure for that. And then they would use a blowtorch on the strip. And then they had a roller that they rolled down afterwards. And then that was how they would adhese these strips to the pavement or the, the cement. And so that was kind of neat to see that process because, you know, I agree. It, they're not, you knew they weren't just laid down, but I weren't sure how. Yeah, no, it was definitely a process. And to think how many of those strips are around property. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine like the count. How many could be there and that process that, I mean, it definitely took several minutes to do each one, yeah. you know, go through all the steps. So crazy. Uh, one of the, one of the thing I did notice while we were there is they had now signs that said that if you chose not to wear your mask properly, you would be required to leave. So there were signs on that. And, you know, uh, I actually did hear a cast member saying that to somebody as well. So they are definitely trying to uh, enforce that policy um, even more than before. Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely more strict. And I saw, you know, even I remember walking to Disney Springs and a family was walking in and a cast member asked them if they had a mask. And they're like, oh, aren't we outside? Like, no, you have to wear a mask regardless of whether you're outdoors or indoors. It is required everywhere on Disney property. And again, if you're taking pictures, you're not supposed to remove your mask, even if you're doing it yourself. You're not supposed to remove your mask if a photographer is taking a picture. Again, it has to be with a mask, unfortunately. Um, It's just the sign of the time. So, you know, you can still get a picture. They're still doing magic shots and they can do all that for you. But you have to keep your mask on at every location. If you are eating or drinking, you have to be stationary in one place off to the side or seated at a table. And then you can take off your mask while you're eating or drinking at that moment. You cannot snack as you go. And not in a queue line. Yes. Yes. You have to be away from people, away from the group and the crowd. And there have been instances where they've stopped rides if people have removed their masks. So it's important Mm -hmm. that you you keep those facial coverings on. Yeah. And that Um, goes for Universal. I know we talked about that previously, but that goes for Disney and Universal. Um, There are cameras throughout attractions. They are watching what's going on. So, yeah. So make sure that you are keeping your mask on at all times because you, you will be called on it if you are not. And you do have to wear your mask nose to chin. You know, just wearing it below your nose does not count as wearing it, unfortunately. You know, these are just things that we need to do. So I think it's best just everybody just complies so we can get through this together and get on with our lives. Yeah. 
Now, um, we were there. We saw the Christmas stuff that was up. Um, I know they have increased park hours for all of the parks um, by some amount of time. Some are more than others. And I know that on New Year's Eve, uh, Magic Kingdom will be open until 11 p.m. There will not be any kind of countdown or anything in the parks. Um, they are going to have some activities at the hotels, but I think they're more things for you to do in your rooms. I know they did say they were going to have a uh, recording of fireworks from a prior year for a countdown on the TVs. Um, but it's important to realize that if you're going there for that, it's going to be a different year. Just be prepared for it. You still can have a great time, um, but you just have to realize that it's not going to be the same as what it was in the past. Definitely. And if you are going to be there, I'm going to be there in Magic Kingdom on New Year's Eve. So if you're there, stop me, say hello, uh, if anyone knows who I am. And I will be reporting on it as well. So I'll be vlogging and I'll be sharing stories and letting you know what's going on. I will be there Christmas week. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I've been there Christmas week previously. It's been several years, but certainly pre-COVID. So it'll be interesting to see the comparison and how things are different. So yes, they are um, extending the hours that week, but they are trying to keep the crowds um, to a minimum and try to keep it from gathering. I mean, overall, this was a busier time than the past several times that we've been there. So capacity has increased. They state it, it is now 35%. 35% of what number? We don't know. Um, but it was busier. I mean, you know, each of the three days that we were we were there, it was it was not like you know open walkways as much. It, it was busier. People still keep to their groups, and you know everything is marked social distanced. But something to bear in mind, you know, if you heard stories of the summer where you're walking down Main Street and there's no one there, we had that experience, but that's only because we happen to stay an hour past closing. So, so we, we did see an open Main Street. Yes, just got yeah. on the last ferry, uh, missed the last monorail, and I had I had heard that you had to be you know on one of them by uh, ninety minutes after park closure. So it was about eighty minutes when we left, and I said I think the last one's at ninety minutes, so I think we need to go. We and then turned out we went up there, and the monorail was closed down, and uh, so the only option was the ferry, which was fine. It wasn't that bad. No, uh, no, it was it was and fine it wasn't and crowded. It worked out, but, but yeah, we. we we want we wanted to get some, you know, clear Main Street pictures. And, and honestly, it's nice. I mean, I like just being in the park. And so just sitting on Main Street and absorbing it all in and you've got, you know, still the lights and everywhere is Christmas music playing, which I love. I love Christmas carols. And so that just puts you in the spirit. So even though it's a different year and Mickey's not Mickey's very Merry Christmas party is not happening this year. So please don't go expecting that. It is not happening. But you still have definitely the feel of Christmas. I like to see that cast members were wearing the Christmas party costumes. So I thought that was nice. They're wearing holiday costumes um, in Magic Kingdom. So you still definitely have that feel and um, just some little differences. They do have um, at Christmas time historically and this year, the Jungle Cruise becomes the Jingle Cruise. We weren't able to do it because, quite honestly, the wait was really long. Um, and so we just didn't want to wait for that, but that's, I think is always a cute thing because they change their jokes to corny holiday jokes instead of corny regular day jokes. And they have some, you know, Christmas decor spread throughout the ride. So that is happening this year. If anyone is looking for that, 
um, you can still experience that too. So that was neat. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that um, I can think of specific to that is, and I don't know if we just didn't hear any or see any, but I did not see any cavalcades while we were in Magic Kingdom that day. Yeah. We did see some characters at the end of the night um, up on the train station. Um, it was um, Mickey, Minnie, Pluto. There was somebody. Oh, Winnie the Pooh was up there with them, which Winnie was interesting. The, and Wendy and Peter Pan were also up there. Yeah. So that was new. So it was definitely some different people than I have seen there in the past. But I didn't see or hear any cavalcades because you, usually you can hear the music of them coming. Right. And that our, was something I hoped for. Yeah, we saw several in, in Animal Kingdom the day before mm-hmm. on the boats. But I think yeah. the boats are a little easier in Animal Kingdom because there's so many different places to see it that people can see it without a lot of crowding. Whereas with higher numbers in Magic Kingdom, it may be harder. Yeah. And I did see um, Stitch dressed as Santa Claus on the Tomorrowland stage. I happened to walk over there because I was trying to check out the Tron construction and I mean, they've made a lot of changes since the last time I saw it, even just in a few months. Um, and I was trying to get a good picture, but unfortunately they've got it very well barricaded that you can't get too many pictures and the people mover isn't running right now. So I happened to go past um, Stitch's Santa Claus. So that was cool. Um, but otherwise we really didn't see them. I was hoping to see the toy soldiers because what is usually in the Christmas party parade, the toy stro- soldiers are my favorite part. I love them. And, and they're supposed to be with, um, you know, the Main Street band. I, I, the name is escaping me. Uh, Philharmonics? Is that it? I don't, I don't know. Um, I apologize. The name is totally escaping me, but I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. But they're supposed to be with them and marching along. And so I was looking forward to seeing them. And we never did catch any cavalcades. So that was interesting. I don't know if it was because it was a little higher attendance. So they didn't want to cause people to cluster or... Or if it just was luck of the draw that we didn't pass by them, I don't know. But that was disappointing. Um, I hardly ever catch them in Epcot. So I think there's only been like once where I was able to see Mickey in Epcot. Otherwise, I haven't caught the cavalcades in Epcot. And then we did I only see, the- see. I've only seen Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah. We did see Winnie the No, we did see Winnie the Pooh in between Imagination and the Land. Yeah. That's, that's right. all we I've saw ever him seen. Over there and he had his jingle bells. Um, yeah. yeah, but they're supposed to have cavalcades that go around World Showcase. And I don't know. I spend a lot of time there, but it's not much going on. Um, and then Animal Kingdom, we did see the boat several times. So that was cool. And some were decorated for Christmas, um, which was nice. And some were just normal. But Animal Kingdom did have a lot of Christmas decor up. Um, last year, they had kind of like the life-size puppets, the animal puppets that were going around. They do not have that this year. But they did have the decor um, that were representative of the puppets that they had last year. So it was the same kind of style and coloring. And so that was cool to see. Um, and in Dino Land, they did have some, you know, kind of the kitschy, you know, 50s Christmas decorations up. So that was cute too. Um, and, and the dinosaur that, has a Santa beard and Santa yes. hat. Yeah, over the walkway. That's awesome. I know you got a good picture of that too. I was disappointed though, because the dinosaur in Chester and Hester's is typically dressed up for the holidays. It's a big Tyrannosaurus Rex, and he's usually, well, this year he was a vampire for Halloween, um, and he's usually Santasaurus. And so I went in looking for him, and I was really sad because he didn't have a costume this year. So I'm not sure what happened, but so the Chester and Hester's dinosaur is just a dinosaur right now. So I can't think of anything else um, in regards to the holidays 
We didn't try any holiday treats. Not really. Other than I got the cookie. I did try to get the orange bird treat, but it was Sunshine Seasons closed by the time we got back over there. I mean, um, Sunshine Tree Terrace. Sorry, I'm mixing up my sunshines. Um, we were going to try that. But yeah, but overall, it was a fun experience. I'm looking forward to going back in a few weeks and um, seeing what it's like and seeing the Christmas decor again. I love the big Christmas trees. Um, it's so pretty to see. And they did have some performances going on, but they were blocked off and not for guest viewing. So I assume it's for the special that's going to be coming on um, for Disney. So I thought that was interesting that we did see some filming, but we didn't really see the context of the filming going on in Magic Kingdom. Do want to remind everyone that we have a big announcement coming on January 5th, which is the fifth anniversary of Coasters and Castles Travel. So we have an, a special announcement for the anniversary for the agency. And we also have an announcement for the Walking Down Main Street blog, podcast, and uh, YouTube channels. And then we're also going to be um, doing our December episode of the uh, Supplier Series. Um, we actually will be recording that next week, and we will have that one up next Thursday. Um, so just that will be the 17th at 6 p.m., that Thursday, December 17th at 6 p.m. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about some Christmas traditions and holiday traditions that uh, April, Whitney, and myself all have with our families. And I uh, would love to have you tell us in our, uh, our Facebook page um, or the blog page some traditions that your family has. We love hearing about these. And we do thank you again for those um, likes, shares, and subscriptions and wish you a great night. Just a reminder to be sure to check out the Walking Down Main Street blog. Many of the agents from Coasters and Castles Travel write articles and share fun information. That can be found on walkingdownmainstreet.com or by searching Walking Down Main Street on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. If there is a topic you would like to have us talk about, please feel free to email us at info at travelcnc.com. That's T-R-A-V-E-L-C-N-C.com. A quick note about our sponsor, Coasters and Castles Travel is a full-service travel agency that specializes in Disney destinations, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, ocean and river cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. The agency has been awarded the Authorized Disney Vacation Planner status and the You Preferred Partner Program with Universal Studios. The agency was also honored with the President's Award with Travel Leaders in 2019. Minutes are precious, so until we meet again, enjoy them with your friends and family. 